Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. How many, how many have uh, been baptized? Just raise your hand if you've been baptized. Amen. That's, that's the majority of people here. Amen. Well, hopefully today if you have not been baptized or maybe you were but didn't have a right understanding of what baptism meant, hopefully today you'll be able to understand it a little bit clearer if I do my job correctly. Amen? And, and that's the whole point of the gospel is it's very simple to understand. It's very simple to understand the importance of being baptized. I remember when I was about 10 or 11, I got glasses for the very first time in my life. How many can relate to that at a young age, getting glasses? I, I still wear contacts. I wear contacts now. Um, I wear brown contacts. My natural eyes are green. Uh, just kidding. They're, they're, I wear contacts. But here's the point is, I remember going to the doctor. I remember the optometrist's name, Milton Rule. I still remember that name because it was printed on the, on the glass case that I got. And I remember putting on the glasses and just being amazed at the trees, the leaves, how everything was so sharp and in focus. Because I was as blind as a bat. I, I couldn't see. And when you get used to something, you know how you get used to it and think that's normal? And all of a sudden you put on something new and it's, wow, I didn't realize that was the way things are supposed to look like. I had a new way to look at things. I could see things clearly, clearly that I couldn't see before. I, I, I could see a baseball coming and I could hit it. Where before I, I was swinging at something that I didn't know where it was. Uh, uh, there were leaves that I could see that I never knew were there. The, the colors even were just so transparent, so vibrant. Amen. How many can relate to that? Maybe putting on glasses for the very first time. I know my daughters have shared that story. They both wear uh, contacts and they've, they've been in a similar situation, so they understood that as well. Baptism or the life of a believer is the same way. We read our scripture verse, and if we can put our scripture verse back up, the verse found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says the following, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. See, what that's telling us is that as a new believer, you're no longer that old person. That, that old person is now dead. And, and that's what baptism represents. And we're going to get into that. But I want to remind you this morning that you're a new person in Christ. See, who, who can get baptized? Let's lay that out here at the outset. Who can get baptized? Number one, if you're a believer. The Bible says, they that, are, that believe and then are baptized shall be saved. And so as a believer, if you're baptized, you're following the gospel. You're following the gospel, amen? amen. Let's go to point number one on your outline. Why should I be baptized? Now, if you're not baptized, does it mean you're not saved, you're not going to heaven? No. Let's get that straight right now. No. If you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've gotten down on your knees, if you've just cried out and said, Lord, forgive me of my past, my sins, and Lord, come into my life today. I believe that Jesus Christ went to the cross for me, that he died, that he rose again on the third day. If you've done that, confess that, you were saved. 
The Bible says it's that simple. You, you mean I don't have to uh, become a member of a church? No. You mean I don't have to uh, uh, become a member of a dem- denomination or, 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 or give a, th- a thousand bucks every week? No, no, and no. It's none of that. Uh, I don't have to say a prayer on my knees and crawl all over broken glass? No. I say those things because there's people that believe those types of things, that that's what it takes to get saved, and unfortunately, they're, they're gravely mistaken. The Bible teaches that all of you that have prayed that prayer of forgiveness have been saved. That's called being born again. Being born again, amen? Yes. So, number one, why should I be baptized? And this morning, it's going to be a it's going to be very simple. It's going to be very teaching format. So we become baptized to follow the example set by Jesus Christ. Who was Jesus baptized by? By his cousin. His first cousin baptized him. John, the Baptist, baptized him. In fact, in Mark chapter 1 and verse 9, it says at that time Jesus came from Nazareth and was baptized by John in the river. And what river was that? That was the Jordan River, which I just happened to be baptized in as well when I went to Israel. Great experience. Great experience. My brother Martin as well. And some of you here have also gone. Wayne was also baptized there in the Jordan River. What a great, great experience. I encourage, if you can, do it. Also, we get baptized because Christ commanded it. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 28. It's on your outline. Make it so simple here so you don't get lost in case you didn't bring your Bible. But Matthew chapter 28, starting in verses 19 through 20. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus' words are very, very important, okay? They're gospel, they're truth. And here's what he's telling his disciples who then told their disciples and they told their disciples and their children and so forth. But listen to his words. He says, Jesus said, go then to all people everywhere in American Canyon, Vallejo, San Francisco, Murphy, wherever they may live, and make them my disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20. That's gospel right there. It doesn't get more simple than that. Black and white right there. Amen? Amen. You, you tracking with me? Okay. So baptism is an ordinance that we observe. There's two ordinances that the church observes to this day from 2,000 years ago. Number one is baptism. Number two, we did last week, which is communion, the Lord's Supper. We follow those two ordinances in the church because Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. So we did that last week. We do it here. Our custom is once a month on the first Sunday of every month. Amen? So not only does it demonstrate that I really am a believer, the, the scripture says in Acts chapter 18 and verse 8, it says the following, many of the people who heard him, here it's talking, talking about uh, P, uh, Paul who was preaching, many of the people who heard him believed and were baptized. Let me stop right there. This was the gospel back then. This is how they did it. They heard the message and immediately they were baptized. That's really the way God designed it to work. Now, it's okay if you've you know, been a believer for a, a time, a period, and then decide to get baptized. There's nothing wrong with that. But the way God really designed this was they heard the word and they were baptized. 
Are you tracking? Amen. Amen. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 3 says this. We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. And that's really what the people, those that are getting baptized today, have decided to do. They're obeying Jesus Christ's commands by following him in baptism. Amen? They're getting baptized as a believer. Number two. Okay, I see why I should be baptized. What's the meaning of baptism? Why, why baptism? Why water? Why, why, why do I have to go in water and get baptized? Well, it's an illustration. And I think, I don't know if we have these up here. No, we don't. But it illustrates Christ's burial and resurrection. When you get baptized, we put you under the water. That represents Christ's burial Christ died, was buried, and rose again. And you too, don't worry, we won't leave you under the water. Melody and and Alex, we won't leave you under the water. We'll bring you right back up. That represents Christ's burial and resurrection. Amen? Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again in newness of life, the Bible says. And you too shall rise in newness of life. 1 Corinthians 15. Scripture in Colossians chapter 2 says the following, For when you are baptized, you were buried with Christ, and in baptism you were also raised with Christ. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12. So it represents the death, burial, and resurrection of a believer. We, we are really saying, Lord, we're leaving the past behind, and we're rising anew. Because when you're a believer, you begin to, like, like I pointed out with my glasses, I saw differently. As a believer, you start to see differently. You start to think differently. The old ways are no longer the way you operate. I know that's been true in my life, and I know that's true in your lives as well. Amen? So it also illustrates my new identity as a believer, as a Christian. See, I have a new identity. I've been... I've been buried and I've been I've risen now in Christ Jesus. I have a new identity. If if I go back to a high school reunion of mine, they're not going to know Pastor Rick. I'll tell you that right now. They're going to know a very different Rick from back then. And I'm sure some of you too if you went back to your high school reunion, they won't my brother Robert Roberto is shaking his head going, "Yes, I know what you mean, Pastor." There's many of you like me that can go back and say you're a pastor. You're you're an engineer now. You 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 do this now. They would be amazed, right? That's our new identity in Christ. We are a new creation, a new person in Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank God for that. Second Corinthians five seventeen, which we read already. When we when we become a Christian, we become a new person inside. The old is gone. The new has come. But let me remind you, though, there is an enemy of our soul that will often try to get that old person to rise back up. He'll try to encourage that old person to rise back up. If you struggle with anger, just because you became a believer doesn't mean anger goes away. It just means that God is coming alongside you to help you manage that anger. If you struggle with lying, it doesn't go away. It means that God will help you through that process. Whatever your struggle was in the past, It doesn't completely go away, but God promises to walk with you and strengthen you. Amen? How many found that to be true? Amen? Amen. Amen. 
our, by our baptism. And I want to read Romans 6 and verse 4. It says this. It says, by our baptism then, we were buried with him and share his death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, so also we may live a new life. How many are thankful for a second chance, yes. for a new life, for a new opportunity? Yes. Amen? Yes. Can, you, can you imagine for those of us that, that uh, blew it or didn't have the right way of managing our life when we were younger, if that was the way it was always going to be? I mean, that's sad. That's sad. With no hope, with no, no, no loving kindness in our future, no forgiveness in our future, that things would always be the same this way forever. Unfortunately, that's the way the world operates. That's the way the world thinks. That's why we have so much sin in the world. That's why we have every, there's, there's crimes every day because they have no hope. They don't know of this hope of Christ Jesus in us. Amen? Baptism doesn't make you a believer. Let's get that straight again. Baptism doesn't make you a believer. Just because you got baptized doesn't mean you got saved. It shows that you already believe. Amen. Baptism does not save you. Only your faith in Christ Jesus does that. Amen? Let me read to you what the Apostle Paul stated. And it's not on your outline. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 17, this is what the Apostle Paul said. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. But to preach the gospel. He's making a distinction here. And in, and in other verses in the New Testament, we hear that the gospel is what saves you. And here Paul is saying, I came not to baptize you, but to preach the gospel. So for those that think that baptism saves you, they're gravely mistaken. In another place, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4 Paul says this, the gospel is what saves you. The gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. How many know that? That's what the gospel is. It's preached everywhere, and that's what saves you. Amen? Amen. Let me read to you the scripture that we often use in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, which completely declare this. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Does it say, does it mention baptism there? No. Let me read it again. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one could boast. Why Paul wrote that there is, he didn't want somebody to say, well, yeah, see, I, I, I pray 10 hours a day, and, um, you know, me and God are so tight, you know, he, he speaks to me in my ear all the time, and I talk to him. See, he didn't want people to have that kind of, uh, of, uh, of speech so that you go around boasting how great you are with God. He said, we're all the same, all of us. Black, white, doesn't matter where you're from, what island you're from. It doesn't matter. We're all the same. And he says, by grace you're saved, not of yourselves, not of your works, not of how great you are, not of how great of a church you go to. It's by faith. By faith. Do you have the faith? Do you believe Jesus Christ rose and died for you? Have you confessed your sins to him today or in the past? Then you are a believer. Amen? Amen. Not only does it state that in Ephesians, but we all know John 3.16. For God sent his son to die on a cross that none should perish. Right? The Bible says that none should perish, but that all should have eternal life. 
He's telling us and reminding us again there that he, that he sent his son so that we might have eternal life. Amen? In John 3 and verse 36, he goes on to say that whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. None of those scriptures mention baptism. And I could give you so many more reasons why, especially in the, in the Greek, in the original Greek, why baptism doesn't save you, but we don't need to because the word is crystal clear, amen? It's by faith that you have been saved. By, everybody say, by faith. by faith. Amen. The gospel is what saves you. The death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you turn your outline to the back page. So, okay, I, I, I get it. I understand why I should be baptized. I understand the meaning of it. But why by immersion? You know, immersion meaning completely under the water. I, I mean, I've seen people get sprinkled uh, with water. But why do I need to get baptized by immersion? Well, let's, let's talk about that. Number one, because Jesus was baptized that way. He was our model. He was our example. The Bible says in Matthew 3.16, As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. In order to come out of the water, you had to be in the water. Okay, well, you may be thinking, okay, that just says he went in the water. He came out of the water. It doesn't say anything about full immersion. Every baptism in the Bible was by immersion. Example, let me give, and I spoke to you, uh, mentioned this briefly, in Acts chapter 8 where Philip was witnessing to the Ethiopian eunuch by the side of the road. The Bible says here in Acts chapter 8, verses 38 through 39, Then both Philip and the man went down into the water, and Philip baptized him when they came up out of the water. And here's further proof here. The word baptize means to be dipped under water. That's the clincher right there. The Greek word baptize, baptizo, means to be completely immersed. That's what that means, completely immersed. And, and yet, over the course of history, we've seen people get baptized in churches by sprinkling. Well, there's not one place in the entire Bible where somebody was sprinkled with water. In fact, I'll pay you money. I'll pay you a hundred bucks, if anybody can show me in the Bible where somebody got sprinkled with water in the new birth baptism in the New Testament. Uh, I know it's not there, so I don't have to worry about it because I checked, I looked, amen, when that was, challenge was thrown to me years ago. All right, so, so I get it. Why, why we get baptized by immersion? So, so, so we got to get baptized completely underwater and we come back up because remember again, it's representative, symbolic of a death a burial. You can't get buried unless you're, I mean, have you ever been to a burial of, and a foot sticking out? No. God forbid. It's completely buried. Completely buried. And, and, and then yet, spiritually, we rise again. Amen? We rise again. So, who should be baptized again? And I said this at the outset. Every person who has believed in Christ. So I, I'm speaking to you today. The, hopefully the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today as well. If you have not been baptized, or maybe you didn't have a correct understanding of what baptism was when you got baptized at the age of eight or nine, you can get baptized today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation, right? And today is the day of baptism. We can get baptized today. 
So I, I pray that the Holy Spirit is speaking to someone here today that if you want to get baptized, I would encourage you, yes, get baptized today. Amen. Acts chapter 2 and verse 41 says this, as I I conclude, this is going to be very short and simple. And if I can have Martin and Bianca come up here, and we're going to close in in a song that Amazing Grace is a beautiful song that we love to hear. Uh, But Acts chapter 2 and verse 41 says this, those who believed and accepted his message were baptized. Have you believed? Have you believed? you've accepted the message of the gospel, of the death, burial, and resurrection, then you have every privilege, or the privilege is yours to get baptized. You're a believer if you believe. Let me repeat that again. You're a believer if you believed. Not because you're a church member. Not because you're a tither. Not because of any other reason. It's because you believed. You're a believer. Now it's your privilege to get baptized. And that's what we celebrate today. It's a beautiful honor, a beautiful privilege to get baptized in front of people. See, baptism, again, is a representation. It's symbolic, much like this ring I wear here. It's symbolic that I'm married to that beautiful woman in the back, my sweet Anna. And it's symbolic. That's all this is. I can take it off. doesn't mean I'm not married anymore. It's just symbolic. tells everybody I'm married to that woman over there. And she wears a ring for the same reason. It's symbolic. Baptism is symbolic. It's you standing up, declaring to everybody, saying, I now identify with Christ. Me and him are like this now. The old is gone. I'm going to be buried. My past is going to be buried. I'm going to rise up a new creation. And today, beginning today, I'm going to walk with God doing the very best I can. Let him, as the saying goes, I'm going to do my best and let him do the rest. And when you do that, there's a peace that comes over you. And you know why that peace comes over you? Because you're following and obeying his command. There's something beautiful when we follow his commands, his word, his teaching, and that we follow in obedience. All of a sudden, there's something supernatural that occurs in in here in your spirit. Every year we have baptisms in our church and we've been doing them for the last few years at Wayne and Irene's house. And I love being part of those baptisms. Today I get to be an observer, which is great. Yes, unless someone else wants to get baptized today. But it's going to be a great experience. Amen? Let me just conclude by saying this last thing here. Again, baptism is the sign or the symbol of what takes place when one is born again. Again, baptism doesn't save you. What saves us is the cleansing work of the Holy Spirit when we are born again and regenerated by the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can save you. Baptism doesn't. Baptism, again, is symbolic of your faith in Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, again, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, those of us that have been baptized, that have followed your word and obeyed your command to become baptized. Now I pray, Father, that if you are speaking to someone here today that maybe hasn't gotten baptized and is thinking about it right now, I pray speak to that person. Speak to them right now.
and tell them to follow you in obedience to your word. Just let them know it's all right. You're going to walk with them, that you're going to be with them, that you promise to give them a hope and a future as, as they continue to follow you in obedience to your word. So, Father, we thank you again for the fact that we can obey your word, what's declared to us in Matthew chapter 28, so clearly by you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Now we rejoice in that today. Today is going to be a glorious day. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.